Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Quarantine Call with Shieldless Mag. Today you'll be hearing myself, Nick Shields, and Ruben Barrick, co-founders of ShieldlessMag.com, and we are speaking with special guest Matt Eversall. Matt is the founder of TheSellerDoor.com, skateboarding's marketplace. He is also an industry veteran and has worked for many respectable skateboard companies as well as helped film some amazing skateboarding throughout the years. We catch up with Matt to hear about how he's doing during quarantine. We also talk a little bit about his past and uh, his experiences watching some amazing skateboarders grow up, including Ben Rammers, Nestor Judkins, and Caswell Berry. We hope you enjoy the episode, and if you do, make sure to share it on Instagram and tag at ShieldlessMag. Cheers. Now it's a quarantine call from your buddies Nick and Ruben at that shieldless mag. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Gonna talk about skateboarding, talk about toilet paper hoarding, talk about working from home and getting unemployment and standing and washing your hands. It's a quarantine call. Welcome back to Quarantine Call with Shieldless Mag. My name is Nick Shields, co-founder of ShieldlessMag.com. Today I got with me Ruben Barrick, the other co-founder of Shieldless Mag. What's up, Ruben? How you doing? Doing well, everybody. Good to be here. Do you want to introduce our guest? Yes, of course. Um, so uh, tonight uh, we have on Quarantine Call with Shieldless Mag, uh, Mr. Matt Eversall. Uh, founder of Cellar Door Marketplace for skateboarding uh, and longtime friend. How are you doing, Matt? I'm doing great. It's good to be here. Thanks for doing this, man. Yeah, such a it's it's quite an honor. I just listened to uh, you guys' last quarantine call with Jason Carney, and to be on the one after that, like that dude. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Jason's the man, dude. We kind of just like let him take the reins on that one. Yeah. I remember being a little kid and seeing footage of him and being like, this dude is way too ahead of his time. Oh, yeah. Like, on handrails and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what? I was like, and then uh, seeing him, like, what was it? Uh, what video was it? H Street video? He was barfing. I was like, whoa, this dude is gnarly. <laughs> like he was like vomiting yeah i think so i mean i've heard a lot of legend stories about jason carney i I don't Uh think i've ever met him but just like just like the pure gnarliness of him from like because i that's all i heard was like you know rumors of you know legend of this dude and then you see a couple clips of him and you're like holy crap this is the gnarliest dude out there uh-huh. and then, yeah and then like just skateboarding wise you're like holy shit like have you guys seen the footage like like his footage from like way back yeah like, what he did on the, curbs and i i've seen what he did on that one school rail where he uh did like front board shove and and back lip and i was like Supposedly, like the first um, documented backlip on a handrail. That yeah, was gnarly. And bag lady. I guess it was like a, a loafy grind on a handrail called a bag lady. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> 
That's, he did that's he did pop shove it off off a block pop shove it late triple flip. Oh shit! I've, I've, seen, I've that. seen that footage. Yeah, I've seen that. Holy seen. crap! <laughs> that dude. I got a good. Mm-hmm. Shout out Flappy's Garage, Carney. He's yeah. Nice. Um. Well, we, you are you've been around the skateboarding industry for quite a while now haven't you you've uh yeah. seen, seen many changes and whatnot i've i've seen some things, seen some things. <laughs> most uh notably uh part of the the tilt mode army I, I might say um i mean yeah I guess. I don't know what, what notably means, but <laughs> Me neither. That was, that was, that's my that's my homie crew, like from San Jose. That's rad. So you helped to make all those videos and everything. Yeah, yeah. That was that was basically just you know skateboarding. A lot of awesome skateboarding ha- happening, and it was just like, wow, we need to document this. We need to do a better job of documenting the, documenting this, like. And so that was that's what led me to get buying a camera. It took it was it was really difficult back then for me to buy a camera, but I made it happen and and things started happening. Well, I never really wanted to be the filmer, the the video guy, but I was like, this has to happen. So <laughs> it happened. Yeah, I don't think anybody like when when you're first grab a camera most people aren't like oh, i want to be the video guy you're like damn i, I wanted to skate the spot but like somebody's got a film <laughs> yeah i was just like dude there needs to be a camera here like i, I mean i still i wanted to be a skateboarder i want i still want to be a skateboarder i still am a skateboarder but <laughs> like when when there's somebody doing something amazing and there's no one documenting it i was like what is happening here like we need to we need to capture this this is incredible like so yeah, that was my my attempt at, at, at uh, helping out the homies and and helping out the scene, and eventually, you know, like doing that turned into a crew called somehow called the Tilt Mode Army. Um, I don't even really. Um, there's rumors of how that got called that or how it ended up being called that. Everyone's got a different story, but I don't even know. I don't really know why it got called that. But, <laughs> That's why there. <laughs> and uh fun fact, Matt was one of the first people to hook up Ruben with boards. That's right. That that is true. That is a fact. You <laughs> wanna know why? You wanna know why Ruben got hooked up with boards? I'll tell you this right now. It was because of that <laughs> fucking beautiful smile. Oh <laughs> He's got a good one, man. Yeah. It was it was like he was rip like it was one in a million. He was ripping. <laughs> and I watched that shit, and I was like, "That kid loves this stuff." So, and he was, you know, like I, I talked to Mark Wiley, who was doing, who was, uh, he was running slap at the time, and I asked him, "I'm like, what's up with that kid, Ruben?" He's like, "Oh, he's awesome." I'm like, "All right, cool. Does he want some free boards?" And he's like, "Let's talk to him." So it happened, <laughs> but it was because it was because he was genuinely loving it, and I could see that, and it it. it that that just oozed out of him, you know, like when he was he was just having fun, and I loved that. Like I thought that was the best thing about him. That's Plus awesome. Yeah, you know <laughs> that 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 helps. Him ripping helps. Hell yeah! That was, that was a long so time much, ago. Man. 
I know. Yeah. yeah, that was that was man. I was seventeen at the time. That was almost ten years ago. That's insane. But <laughs> yeah, man, forever grateful. Thank you so much. Seriously, that was uh, you and uh, you and Mark, dude. Much appreciated to this day. Yeah, I think we were like just pulled up to a spot when Ruben got the call that like enjoy. Or I, I don't know if it was you who called him or if it was Mark or whoever, but somebody called him and told him that Enjoy wanted to send him boards, and we were, like, all so pumped, and then he got a clip and that day, and we are like, yeah, it's red. Wow. You're going to make what it. What a cool day. What a cool day. <laughs> now, yeah. now, now, and now I got a clip. A, like, yeah. Yeah. It, it, was, it worked out better that day. We, we have a podcast now, so... <laughs> <laughs> Here we are telling the story. It all you guys have come out. a long way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was sick. Though. Um, but and most recently, you started the the seller door, which is a market online marketplace for skateboarding, where a skateboard companies, skater owned companies, can kind of post their um, inventory and and different goods like art or zines or products whatever it is from big companies to to little homie brands and uh can get discovered how long have you been doing seller door now oh i think i think i'm not positive because everything's super blurry especially since the whole COVID 19 craze but yeah we'll get into that i think it's been about a year a little over (laughs) a year now since we went live with it Maybe maybe longer. I could be, dude. My concept of time is so bad. <laughs> the, the past, the present, and the future. That's all I know. That was in the past. Like we we started this thing, yeah, in the past. <laughs> so, <laughs> how's it going? I mean, dude, we're making. We help. We help some brands make some brands, artists, shops. We we've been helping them make money, and mm-hmm. holy shit, does that feel good? Oh, it yeah. feels so good to do something and then like see a sale on there for one of these brands or or one of these artists like that feels so good. So, I mean, it's a success as far as I'm looking at it, like you know, no one's rich off of this by any means. Mm-hmm. I don't think like like my partner Ryan Adams and I like we haven't made a dime of dime like everything that has come from this like we put it right back into you know like this you know seo adwords google algorithm craze like i'm learning about all that stuff as we go but we're just we we're we're in this to make a successful tool for skateboarders to sell product on the internet and that right. being from you know an artist or a a skateboard artist or um a skateboard brand or a skateboard shop whoever whoever is in this world our world of skateboarding like this is this is for you and if it's not no big deal like but for the those people that you know find something that you know find that this is a value to them cool let's work together let's you know let's help you make some sales online and if we can do that then awesome yeah, that's sick, man. Skateboarding needs more of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what I, oh yeah. So so during this thing, since during this this whole 
corona lockdown craze like ryan and i mm-hmm. discussed it and we were like let's let's throw this out here out there to shops like if they want to if they want to jump on there for free like because we usually mm-hmm. so what we're what we're doing is we're trying to undercut like all those other like the big cartel and the shopify and and magento and all these other you know these other ways of selling online like we're trying to be there for skateboarding and we want to give them the cheapest route for e-commerce so we we don't have any startup fees we don't do um percentages yada yada we take well we do there's a percentage we take a 10 percent of uh of a sale if there's a sale so if you're if you go on there and you never make a sale, hey, nothing lost, nothing gained, like n- no big deal. So, but like so, ten percent, um, that's the the lowest that we could figure out how to how to try and make this thing work for a while. That might mm-hmm. change someday, but like right now, it's ten percent. So, anyways, we drop that ten percent, so it's free for any brick and mortar skate shop to sign up for this thing. Awesome. And you know what, like uh, Skateworks, uh, you you guys know Justin Strubing, right? Yeah. Yes, I do. Okay. So Skateworks is his family. His his mom and dad, uh, Bill and Paula, they run the Santa Cruz store. And then his brother, Jason, he runs the store in um, Los Altos. And I talked to them about it. Like I was like, hey, you guys can't keep your stores, your doors open right now. Um, you know, throw your stuff on here, whatever you want to sell. Like, and then he, Jason, Jason, I talked to Jason and Paula. They put their they put up uh gift cards. They put up uh Jason does skate lessons at the Los Altos store. They have a little mini ramp and they do lessons. Um so he put those up there and he rallied his community and his community got behind him and you know, he's been making sales. He put boards up there. He's been selling some selling some shop boards. He put some of his shop shirts on there, he sold some of those. Like so um that that to me, like it means so much. It means so much to be able to help yeah. help them like get through i don't know if it's going to help them get through it but it's something you know like it's something yeah yeah that's i mean whatever else i can do like if if they want to let me know like cool i'm i'm down to i'm down to help but that's what we 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 put out there um this other shop in maine um union union skate supply you know they put some stuff on there um and then a couple of other shops like signed up and then haven't really done anything yet i'm hoping that they'll make some moves but i know everyone's busy i know everyone has you know, like life is crazy right now. So hopefully, hopefully, you know, like when they, when they find the time, they see the value in it, like they'll get on there and then we can help push them. They could utilize it to, to rally their troops around it. And, and, you know, at the very least I'm like shops should get on there and sell some gift certificates. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's the easy thing to do right now. Yeah. And if they have their own, if they have their own e-commerce, if they have their own site, like, cool, they can, they can have, they can do this in, in conjunction with their own site or they don't have to like, you know, we're mm-hmm. just there if they need it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's free for them. So why not? Yeah. So exactly. And we, um, sell our shibless mag merch through, uh, the cellar door and you guys make it very easy to upload and, and get, get it all in there. So, I'm, oh, I'm glad sure that thanks for saying that. I'm, I'm glad it's easy. Like there was, there was, we went through at first, we had more options and working with uh, vendors, we figured out that they're like, I don't understand this and I don't understand that. And we're like, okay, we stripped it down and made it as simple as we can. And then when people start asking for some bells and whistles, we'll start adding some things. Like we're going to add um, 
uh, real-time shipping soon because that's been a big one that people have wanted. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to add uh, Shopify integration so people can people that are brands or yeah brands that have uh, a store with Shopify they'll be able to to seamlessly integrate and it'll it'll uh, it'll track their inventory and so it's like if you have a Shopify and then adding seller door it's like it's just an added feature of you know availability to sell to uh, probably a different different crowd than you're used to. Like, I mean, imagine that, um, sell it, you know, like your, as a brand, you have your followers and then, you know, as a brand, we have our followers. And so now you can touch base, you know, and I'm sure there's some that intermix or whatever, but now you're hitting it from two sides instead of one. And hopefully that means more sales for you. That's the idea. Yeah. It's not rocket science, but it's, you know, like, (laughs) yeah, that's sick. What do you, um, you got any questions, Ruth? Yeah, um, I was just going to ask, um, have you seen, uh, any spike or like more activity going to the site than normal during this time as well for Cellador? Um, yes, it's been different. Um, I wouldn't necessarily, well, I mean, I guess there was a spike, like Jason Adams put some stuff on there, like, I don't know, a couple days or a week into, the whole lockdown and his stuff went Richter, like his <laughs> word that people. Yeah, um, totally. <laughs> so Jason, Jason, Jason's been, Jason Adams, my homie, he's, we've been through a lot together. He put, you know, his art on there. He put slappy hour on there um, in the initial stages, which meant like the world to me. He put those on there. Um, and he's been a part of this thing since the beginning. So he's been selling art stuff, which he does amazing stencil art. And then he does slappy hour, which is a bunch of, you know, dudes that run into curbs all day long. And that both of those on separate, separate levels, they do um, really cool stuff. You know, when Jason has the time to do that, he's, you know, he's a family man. He, he does some, some, he he does painting houses and some, you know, like, so he's, he's a busy Mm -hmm. dude. So when he has time to do that, like he can, you know, he can make some sales there. And so when this started, he put, I think he changed his shop from Jason Adams stencilized to, I think it's now called uh dual citizenship or dual citizens, which mm-hmm. is him and Chet, Chet Childress. So now oh, Jason sweet. is helping. Yeah. So Chet's on there. Um, but I think Jason's doing most of the legwork. Jason, uh, is getting Chet's art and selling it through Jason's shop for Chet. And then, you know, I don't think Chet's very uh, inclined to the whole selling online thing. So Jason's helping him out. <laughs> yeah. You know, bros, so. That's cool. Yeah. 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 They're both rad artists too. You guys yeah. have a lot of artists on there and a lot of, uh, or I mean, I don't know a lot, but um, a few pro skaters, I saw you guys just posted like Nestor Judkins zines on there. And oh, he just he just got that up yesterday. Or is that was it yesterday? Like I said, dude, every all these days are. <laughs> I think oh, like, he put it up yesterday. And wow, like that's that to me, like having Nestor put that stuff on there. For one, like he put those Ben Ramers prints on there. Oof, oh. that's heavy. That's yeah. heavy. Yeah. I'm gonna start crying right now. Yeah, oh, yeah, like that. Shit, hold on. 
Right. <laughs> no, no, that's all good. That one's a heavy one. Yeah. But having Nestor on there, like when when I first picked up a camera, um, I worked at NC Board Shop, and those dudes were like, "Hey, you got to go. We want you to go film this kid." And I never met him, and I was like, "Okay, I'm down." You know, <laughs> like, "What's up with them?" He's like, "Oh, he's a little kid. He writes for the shop." It's like, cool. So. I went and met him at the shop, picked him up, and he was a baby, dude. He was, <laughs> yeah, dude. He was so little, but he was rat. He was rat. Yeah. I was throwing him in my car. I'm like, "What do you want to skate?" And he's like, "I don't know, handrails." And I was like, okay, do you have any in mind? He's like, "No." So I just started driving him around, and I took him to a couple different handrails, and you know, some of them he's just like too big, too big, and then we found a couple that worked, and. You know, I got a couple clips of them, and like the, fr- the f- so the first day I took them out, it was like all handrails, which and he was little, so it was it was pretty <laughs> funny. But like a couple of them made it. I think a couple of them made it into the first tilt mode video. I think, um, but then, dude, me and him, like we became friends. We've been friends ever since, you know. So it means a lot that he's he's on there, and he's what he's selling means a lot. You know, like what he's doing. Oh God, this is cool. So he's he goes mm-hmm. on these trips. Like he'll go to Cuba, and he'll yeah. bring his film camera, and he'll shoot. Like while he's doing a skate trip there, he'll shoot all these really cool photos. He comes back and he makes a little. I mean, I guess you could call it a zine, but it's more like a book. Like it's just a book of all the photos from when he was out there, and then so he sells it on Cellar Door, and then we waive our fees for him. So and then hundred so a hundred percent of these proceeds from these books that he makes goes to for the, so the one from Cuba goes to Cuba skate. Grand. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, the Ben Ramers photos, they go to the Ben Ramers Foundation. Like yeah, it's it's, it's incredible. Like the he for one, he's shooting film. They're amazing photos. He's got such a great eye. The books are incredible. But that's like that that skateboarder doing the skateboard thing, taking you know, making an art out of it and then backing uh skateboarding like where he came from backing the scene of where he came where he was on the trip you know like that's pretty incredible and then so so to have have my 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 friend like doing that on this you know skateboard marketplace that that uh we created like it means the world to me i'm so stoked that he's he's doing this now like yeah it's so cool it's so cool he sent me a couple of them. He sent me a couple photos. He sent me a photo of Ben Ramers. I have it right in front of me. Like, woof. Like I told him, like I told him when I got it, I was like, man, man, you, uh, my heart felt like it felt so heavy, but I had a smile on my face at the same time. Like, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, Ben Ramers, like, woof. that's a heavy, that's a heavy emotion right there. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Were you pretty close to him? Yeah, yeah, like, so, I think, I'm pretty sure, like, no, no, it's, it's all good, I might start crying, I might not, I don't know, but, yeah, like, like, way back, Ben, um, Ben rode for Duffs, and he's from England, so, Louis Barletta rode for Duffs as well, and so he went, like, you know, like, he had interactions with him, um, and, and he, he told me, like, he's like, you should check this little kid out. And I was like, yeah, show me. Like, and so I saw some footage of him and I was like, dude, this kid just like, 
a lot like Ruben, just smiles, just <laughs> genuinely loving it. Like, it was awesome. He had a good crew of older dudes showing him the ropes. Like, I think um, Mark Munson was the the Duff guy, and Mark really took Ben under his wing and, like, brought him up and did a lot for him. So that was a, that was a big thing. So he had a good upbringing within skateboarding, and you could see that within the, the footage. And so we got him out to the States, um, and it was like, dude, he was the best little kid. Like the best, like just like, hey Ben, do this, and he's like, okay mate, and then just do it. Like, hey Ben, do this revert, okay mate, and then like on it, and we brought him across on a tour across the United States, and everywhere we went, he was just so like so green to everything, just like mate. I've never seen a baby before. And like, then like, he's like, Ooh, look noodles. And we're like, yeah, they're noodles, Ben. Like what? Like everything was just like, you know what I mean? Like everything, he was just so stoked on everything. And he yeah. broke it off. Like on the whole trip, it was amazing. Like he was, it was such a pleasure to have him. And like, that's what I loved about him. He was just always, you know, like, he could, he would just keep the stoke, kept everyone happy, like kept everyone like, you know, just loving skateboarding. And then eventually he moved to San Jose. He lived in Jerry Sue's house for a long ass time. And he just, you know, like it went from like, Hey, do, do this, do that. Like, it was like, Hey, like, you know, like now let's, you know, let's, let's get you a room. Let's get you, you know, let's get you a visa. Let's get you, um, you know, grown up stuff, and like the grown. But I think the grown up stuff was a little bit hard for him, like because he just he wrapped his head more around skating and just having fun and and being stoked. Mm-hmm. But like he, he, dude, he he really did it. He really did it. Like I got to I got to help design. Um, it was a enjoy collab S shoe for Ben. That oh, fucking meant the yeah. world to me. Like it was a photo there on the box was a photo that. Um, that I shot of him when he hit his face on, he was grinding some hubba and he hit his face, zipped out, hit his face. So he was just, he was just bleeding all over the place. And we all pulled out our cameras and we were like, Ben, look up. And he's just like, okay. And he's just bleeding everywhere. And that, that photo made it on the box. I have the box sitting right, right here. I got to send it to, uh, it's been sitting here. I'm like waiting for some money so I could send it to his friend in England. And like, cause I, I remember oh, I posted nice. a picture of it a while back and he's like, I would give my, I would give my left arm for those shoes, and I'm like, you don't have to give me an arm, I'll send it to you. <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't have a lot of money right now, so like when yeah. I get some money, I'm like, they're 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 going out to them. Yeah, That's I remember right, those shoes too. They're they're the red ones, right? Red with white sole, yep. huh? Yep. Yep. In in the insoles, um, is that fo- same photo as well? Yeah. Those are those are some cool ones. Those mean a lot, but it's going to mean a lot knowing that his friend has them. Totally, yeah. Ooh, Ruben, yeah. Did, did I got, you? Yeah, I got, I'm like, I'm sitting right in front of like right here. There's a, a on my desk. There's a there's a photo of um Ben doing a a backside air over my friend Mario doing a five zero on like one of our that was like our first trip to um we took a my friend Eric we used to do these uh endless summer trips we go up to Oregon or we go to Arizona or something like every summer we go on a skate trip and we went up to Oregon we took Ben with us and uh, my brother in law. Wes, he shot this photo and it's right in front of me. It's Ben doing 
doing a uh, backside air over at my homie Mario doing a five oh so good. So sick. Oof. Yeah, I got oh, I yeah. got one of the one of the cards that um Derek Derek Michael Brennan did the um Ben Ramers trading card the I got a couple of the stickers. like they're just all just sitting amongst my mess on on my desk but yeah I look at that stuff all the time and smile That's yeah Ruben did you you have any interaction with Ben um when you're on floor I did actually. Yeah, man. I was going to touch on that briefly. Um, there was a trip that I took from San Diego with a group of my friends and it was uh, back in the day. It was a crew that we had called animal style. And, uh, we actually were like stopping through the Bay and we were staying in Oakland for the majority of the trip. But one of the days we drove out to San Jose and yeah, we ended up meeting up with Matt and we were on a session with a lot of the tilt mode dudes and a lot of the enjoy dudes. And Ben was also on that session as well. And yeah, man, that was an epic day. I think we were rolling at least like 40 or 50 deep. I'm not even kidding. Like, we were all just like, we were all just hanging out and drinking beers at the spot and just chilling. And then I'm pretty sure Caswell also had a spliff that like almost made me pass out because it was just so <laughs> heavy with uh, <laughs> with cigarette buzz in there. But uh, but yeah, man, it was a it was a really great day, and I was just so stoked to be able to meet him and have a session with him in the streets. It was exactly as you described it, Matt. Just super happy and stoked on everything in front of him. And yeah, I mean, that's like I definitely remember that day. It's a fond memory for sure, and I'm I was just happy to be able to have that time with him. And it's even it's crazy too, Nick, because I mean a lot of the a lot of what we do at Shieldus Mag was is based off of of Ben, you know, and like his his memory and legacy. If you want to speak on that as well, yeah. Um, I mean, I never I I can't recall ever meeting Ben. I might maybe like seen him at a park or or something, um, but definitely when he passed, it like had a big impact on me and like wanting to. Uh, check in with my friends and make sure they're all right and be a little more aware of like mental health and, and whatnot. And so uh, that's kind of why we started like doing interviews, um, like the dropping in segment on the website and, and even this podcast, like to just call our friends and see if they're all right during like these crazy times we're living in. So definitely had had an impact on I me mean, before, before he passed. I mean, his skating in general was red. And then after, just like, make sure your friends are all right, even if they seem like the happiest dude in the world. Yeah, that's it's it's huge. That's huge to check in with, you know, like just you know people you care about and love, and just be like, hey, how are you? I'm here for you. It's huge. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Like that can't be understated. So yeah, totally. especially right now, like we're all you yeah, know, we're, we are on lockdown. So like. I've, I've, you know, like I've hit up, done the Zoom thing and done the FaceTime thing with a bunch of friends and, you know, just, you know, I've talked to my, my friend, my, my buddy that has a bar in San Jose and it's closed and he's like freaking out and I'm like, it's, it's gonna be okay. One way or the other, yeah. it's gonna be okay. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How, um, we can shift gears a little bit. What have you been, uh, doing to like keep busy during this time? Playing with my kids a lot. Yeah, I, like, uh, I've called very good. Um, one is oh god, <laughs> right now one's nine. <laughs> one's 
My daughter's yeah. nine, but seven. I'm sure they're full of energy. Yeah, we pr- we played croquet a, a bunch. We played today. We did a we did a a course on the lawn today where I put a bunch like we did it way gnarlier. Like I put chairs, we put obstacles out there this time. So do you know what croquet is? Yeah, it's like you hit the ball with like a wooden mallet, like through, uh, like these arches and stuff, right? Yep, you got it. Yeah, so we've been playing that. <laughs> That's we put it. it. We we yeah we made the course a little little gnarly today so but they were stoked and then we got a um we fostered a a French French bulldog right when this started um there's a there's a a, a dog rescue that does cleft palate uh you know I guess I guess they do more than cleft palate but that's a pretty common one um and then mm-hmm. so my friend she works at uh she works at a a vet clinic and so she's been she's been fostering a bunch of dogs and she's been telling us to and I'm like uh nah I'm like I don't want to like you know we already have a we have a, another dog so I was like ah oh, too much and then so during this I was like all right you know like they need help um we're down like so we got a little Frenchie in the house and you know she was just born like you know t- taken from her mommy like right away because she had all these health issues they had to do stuff like so she had medical expenses and so we were watching her and then of course my family falls in love with her. I do too. She's so cute. And then, so we're like, we need to figure out how to, to adopt her. So we talked to the lady that does the, does the rescue and we, we, we paid, uh, we had some friends help us out to help pay. So we paid about half of the expenses now. And so we have to figure out how we're going to get the other half to pay for the rest of her. But she's been a handful lately. She's super yappy and, got these piranha teeth that just bite us all day long and but she's <laughs> so she's she's been taking yeah she's been you know keeping us entertained um done some bike yeah. rides i just oh yeah right before right before i called you guys i was i jammed over to my friend's house who has a private lake in his backyard and i went kayaking by myself that's what? social distancing yeah it was pretty cool <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah yeah that's crazy man yeah, so I don't that, know I mean, anybody who has a private lake in their backyard. Well, I live up in the mountain, well, in the foothills up, up past Sacramento now. I don't live in San Jose anymore. So there's, you know, like it's different up here. It's, skateboarding is a little bit, you know, more spread out and, but it, it happens. But there's also a bunch of other cool stuff to do, like going kayaking or, you <laughs> yeah. know, like riding your bike in the hills or, you know, there's plenty to do around here. And then, and then I got a little bit, like I got, you know, a, a big yard. So we we're like, you know, there's stuff. I go skate in front of my house, and I made a little, um, I don't know if you'd call it a quarter pipe because it's not really that much tranny, and it's not necessarily a bank. <laughs> it's, like, out of uh, pavers. So it's a little bit of tranny to a to a parking block. So I've been skating that a bunch. Right. And, um, that sounds fun. That's, like, know. the perfect little obstacle in my eyes. <laughs> oh, totally, totally. And, I, and then just try and do some flat ground. I made a little box, too, like a makeshift. I put a... There was an angle iron that was all rusty. I just drilled it to the or screwed it to the a two by six, and then screwed the two by six to another two by six, and put it on some four by fours, and then put it on. It's so ghetto, but it's not very good. It's like the metal does not want to grind. But I, the only thing I've been able to make grind or 
fifties and five O's so far. <laughs> I try like it will not slide and I'm like, dude, I can't do a no slide almost to save my life. So my friend told me like I should brick rub all the, the rust off of it, so I might try yeah, that. It's we'll another see. project in itself. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Do your kids skate? My son actually they both did a little bit um, a long time, a couple years ago, uh, my son used to come to the skate park with me. I'd, you know, put the helmet on him. We'd cruise around. He'd stand between my legs and he'd tell me where to go. And, and then I don't know if it was because one day we slammed, like we were going up the thing and like we slammed and he was fine. He got up, but I don't know if that shook him or not. But just one day he was just kind of like, man, I don't want to go anymore. And I was like, okay, let me know when you want to. Yeah. But we go to the, we'll go to the school down the street and I'll skate and, He's, you know, he's got a scooter and then he's got his bike. And so he's like, you know, rides his bike around and I'll make him film me, try a 360 flip and then I can't do it. And then he's like, all right, <laughs> I'm over this. You tried to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Has it been hard, like trying to uh, homeschool them during quarantine? Well, my wife homeschools them already, so it hasn't oh, been so that much easy. of a change. <laughs> but, I mean, they have cabin fever like crazy because now my wife's so hands-on. She would she would take them, you know, like she'd get them out. They'd go to the coffee shop and do study there. Then they'd go to the library and, you know, check books and, and movies out. And they'd go to um, a homeschool meetup. And so they did a lot. And then, and then my wife also nannies um, this – this uh skater dude's uh daughter from up here this little girl is the cutest little little kid um and then now she's all just not here anymore so my kids are like oh our friend isn't here anymore and we can't go (laughs) hang out with friends and we can't go to the coffee shop and yeah they're 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 they got cabin fever but i mean we all do right like we all do yeah yeah it's a little hectic right now how are you uh holding up over there you got cabin fever yeah i would say it's increasing exponentially as each day passes uh only because it's been it's been tough man i mean this whole week it's been raining in san diego so even trying to go outside and skate the flat ground for a bit i haven't been able to do that so and i don't know i mean i've been trying to just stay active in other ways just doing push-ups but there's only so many of those i can do throughout the day before i you know can't hold myself up anymore and cave in so um but yeah i mean i gotta say i mean i'm not you know not trying to brag or anything but my shoulders are looking uh pretty pretty good right now man i don't know Definitely. Watch definitely out, evil, man. Yeah. What do you call it? <laughs> no, not ripped. Um, what's it cool. called when you're shredded? You're all shredded. shredded. Oh, you're gonna come out of this. I can't shred. You're a hairy, you're a hairy beast, muscles. dude. Like, you're, yeah. yeah, you're hairy though, right? You got a hairy chest. You're not gonna be able to see your six pack after this, are you? <laughs> no, definitely not. The only six pack I'm gonna see is out of my fridge, dude. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you? Um, oh, go ahead, Matt. I was gonna say you're in you're in Portland, right? What's it like up there? Oh man, it's a bummer. Well, uh, these last two days have been extremely beautiful, like seventy degrees and sunny and like amazing. But like right before 
we got these beautiful days. I rolled my ankle skating no. a curb, and so I on I your feeble grind. No, it was it was before I even started the feeble grind. I like did a frontside slappy, and like I don't know, my foot came off of the board, and I like tweaked it trying to catch myself or something. And you didn't uh, put your and, your front foot on the nose, and it went over the. You rolled over your foot, did it? Did you? Something. I don't. I don't know exactly what happened. Now that I know, is I was really angry that it did happen, <laughs> and then and then I thought I could I could make up for it by learning slappy feebles, and then that didn't work out either. So it wasn't the best skating day, and then and then we've had like the most beautiful days we've had all year, and I haven't been able to skate, but. Hopefully I will get back out in the next couple of days or so. But it's yeah, kind of weird. Back. Like I'm like going in back and forth between like skating by myself and then like I don't know if like I should meet up with people and try and like socially distant skate or or just like not try at all and just stick to the solo sessions. Yeah, it's a it's a tough one. Like I don't know. My friend, my one of my buddies invited me to go. He has a pond. He's like, we're going to go just social distance around the pond just to be able to shout to each other and have some beers. And I was kind of like on the fence about it. And I was like, eh, I guess I'll go. And then I, and then I went kayaking instead. So I didn't go, but <laughs> you know, it's like you, you want, you long for the, the camaraderie of your, your friends. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I'm kind of breaking the rules. Like, I don't really know like what, what is real with this, this virus and what's not like, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's kind of hard to decipher right now. Especially the social climate of things. I went to the to the grocery store today and I you know, right when I got there I was like, What's up late like the the manager was out front. Um it's like it's right around the corner from my house. So I was like, What are the rules today? Do we have to wear masks? And she's like, Not today and I was like, Okay, cool. So like pretty much no one was wearing masks in there. Everyone's just, you know, like kind of staying away from each other. No big deal. And I, you know, and they had toilet paper. So that was, that was a, nice. oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, got, I grabbed a, I grabbed a thing of toilet paper. But anyways, like, the dude, <laughs> no, nah, there's like all these signs that are like, <laughs> you, you know, keep, keep other people in mind. Like if you don't need it, don't take, don't buy it. Like only get what you need. And I was like, cool. Like, well, I only need one thing. So I just grabbed one thing. But anyways, I got to the, to the checkout and the kid was working and I was, you know, small talk, whatever. And he's like ringing my stuff up, putting it, you know, in the bag and whatever. And then I'm like, so how's your day going? He's like, well, I had to ride my bike to work. And I was like, Oh, cool. And he's like, and I don't feel good now. And I'm like, like you're sick. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. And I'm like, dude, tell the manager and go home. And he's like, well, I haven't had a chance to tell the manager yet. And I'm like, pick up the phone, call her, tell her to come up here. I'm like, close your line. Like the guy behind the the clerk behind just put the sign on his thing. And then she called the man here. He called the manager. She came comes up. She's like, did you call me? And he's like, I don't feel good. She's like, go home. And I just, I just like I was done. I was like, I'm out, dude. Like, yeah. dude, go take me. a shower or something. I would be like, oh god. But, oh yeah, I hope he's okay. I, I mean. Chances are he's got, you know, like he got a cold or something. Chances are, like, odds yeah. are, like, but, yeah, if he's got, if he's got the, the Wuhan, the Wuhan coronavirus, I don't want nothing to do with that. Yeah. Have you skated in a mask yet? Yes, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. 
Have you, my, uh, my buddy. Yeah, go ahead. My buddy down the street has a ramp, and um, I went. I went over. I was just like, dude, we got to hang out. So I went over. We stayed away from each other, but I had a mask on, and he was like, why are you wearing a mask? And I'm like, I don't know. Because <laughs> why the <hell> not? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's great. That's cool though. You get to skate a ramp. I wish I had like some sort of like backyard ramp situation. That would be a little yeah. quarantine. Uh, shit. Yeah, it's been. It has. It hasn't like. It hasn't been. There hasn't been a session there. So that's. Yeah. We usually do Tuesday night sessions where it's a bunch of, bunch of old dudes and then. You know, some young kids will show up every once in a while and show us all how to how to do tricks, and then they'll leave, and then we sit there and try those tricks. <laughs> it's fun. It's it's like that that having that ramp session once a week has been really like amazing for me because it it gets it gets me excited to skate. I want to try and like relearn all the tricks that I used to do, um, and it's fun, dude. Like skating the the guy that owns the ramp is my buddy Todd. I met him in San Jose. When I was 14, I think he came, my buddy, my, the, the kid that I used to skate with all the time had a quarter pipe, he had a little jump ramp and I think he had a slider bar and he lived across the street from a school that had a curb that, you know, like, and then it had a bump to a bump to fire hydrant, which I never fucked with. It was so big, but <laughs> some people fucked with it. Um, but anyway, so there was like, you know, stuff to skate there. And then all of a sudden this, this crew of people showed up and it was like, Tim Brosh, um, my buddy Todd that lives down the street with the ramp, um, Shaman Dolly, uh, Edward, uh, our homie Mike Jones, um, Crazy Eddie Nemeth. Like, this is, like, when I was 14. It was yeah. heavy, dude. Tim Brosh, like, doing, like, he was doing, like, 50-50s off the side of the quarter pipe, and I was like, oh, my God, that's gnarly. I never even thought of that. Like, Ollie from Flat Ground up to 50-50 came in on the ramp, like, I was like, this dude is next level. Like, and he was. <laughs> but, like, yeah, that was mind-blowing session. I, I will never forget that. But, yeah, that my buddy Todd, like, when I moved up here, I was like, oh, Todd lives in SAC. I'll hit him up. And I text him. I'm like, hey, you still live in SAC? He's like, no, nah, I moved. I moved the family up to Auburn. I was like, whoa, really? Like, where? send me your address. And he sent it to me. I mapped it. I'm like, you live, oh, it says 11 minutes from me. <laughs> and so like, we, you know like we broke down again and we built a ramp at his house we tarped it so we could skate it and like like put a tent over it so we could skate it in the in the winter um so yeah we got that going so we always talk That's about like cool. like when I go, I go over there we talk about old san jose you know skating this ramp skating this curb skating scurbs or alpha beta whatever like you know what i mean like old old man stuff and it's it's fun it's so fun to like have those conversations about like san jose way back in the day yeah that sounds like yeah. the ultimate like dream to skate our ramp with your bros and reminisce and yeah. yeah especially right now like i went over there i think it was a week ago and wore a mask and I had to do I had to do a, a three sixty flip. My my buddy uh, Salzberg he the three sixty flip challenged me on Instagram. And I couldn't do one out front. That trick's so hard for me, but I can do them sometimes. But I try to do it out front. My ground's all like bumpy and rocky and not so good. And I was just like, I'll just do it at, at the ramp on flat ground. So and then it was you know like it was way easier on, on there. But so I had to do that. Like, but it's so funny because like all these challenges that like everyone was doing, like they're they kind of come to a halt because everyone's like, I'm so fucking over this shit. Oh, yeah, all this is gonna last. <laughs> it was kind of all these cool. dude, all these videos 
videos. I see all these videos of these kids skating in their houses. I saw one dude do a trick and his board shot out and it smashed his oven so that all the oh, glass panels yeah. broke. I saw that. <laughs> that was such that a was good one. It's so good, yeah. but so bad at the same time. You're like, oh, no yeah. oven now. Yeah, seriously, though. And, like, who are you going to call to come over and fix that during this time? Or, I mean, maybe you <laughs> could go to Home Depot and grab the piece for it if they had it, but, like, <laughs> Otherwise, like, you're stuck at home and your only option is to really cook unless there's any spots in your area where you can, you know, pick up some takeout. But, yeah, it's that's that's the worst-case scenario, dude. That dude wins for sure. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> I hope he has a toaster oven. Yeah, at least he's got a microwave, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, when this, when this thing, like, the, the I think it was the first, um, maybe the first four days of when this started, like, when they're, like, locked down, like, don't leave, whatever. Yeah. Uh, my daughter went to go take a bath and she's like, oh, there's no hot water. So I went downstairs to check out the water heater, uh, leaking, flooding. Like my, my garage has water in it. And I was just like, you no. kidding me? Like right now, are you kidding me? It could have happened at any other time. Like, and you know, when it starts leaking, it's done. So I, I called and it was, of course it was Friday night. And so I called this, this plumber that I've used before and he's like, it's going to be a hundred bucks for me to come out right now just to look at it. And I'm like, dude, you don't need to come right now. It's leaking. I know this. Um, but it was either that or go to home Depot and get one of their shitty water heaters. And, and I was like, I'll just wait. Cause he could get the good one. So on that month, so we did a weekend, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday with no hot water. No and then he came out and fixed it on Monday. Oh shit. Oh man. And yeah, then yeah. to get this one. And so I get that fixed, like cool, stoked. Um, I think, was it that Monday? It was either that Monday or that Tuesday. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go, you know, go to the grocery store super early. Like I got up at five, like, cause like we need toilet paper. And I knew, um, you know, they get a shipment at night, they put it out and it's gone in an hour. So I was like, I'm going to, you know, get up and go as soon as they're open. So I got up at five. Um, I go, you know, get dressed, whatever, go downstairs, go to start my car. Gang. No, my car. No. I just got it back. <laughs> I have a Subaru. I just got it back from Subaru too, and I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" So I just took my wife's car, did the shopping, came back, and then I called Subaru, and he's, they're just like, "Oh yeah, just bring it down." And I'm like, "I don't want to go down there. I don't want to be around you. Like, are you kidding me?" But I was like, "I have to, you know, like I have to have a car because we're in a state of an emergency." So, like, yeah. so I went down there. The dude stood hella close to me, like he had. <laughs> I'm the thing. I'm just like, what? I mean, he was super cool, but yeah, they just they they threw a new battery in whatever they did, and yeah, and then my car works fine now. But I was just like, dude, like I don't want to deal with this. So it was like one thing after another, but all good. Yeah, whatever. Well, stay. Don't skate in your kitchen because I think your oven is next, dude. No way. Anything to do with that? But my wife would kill me if I skated around. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> I did one kickflip inside, and uh, yeah, my girlfriend was pretty bummed. She was like, "Ah, couldn't have done that outside, huh?" On the day when it wasn't. Me. I, was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Wait, Nick, he tagged me in the kickflip challenge. What do you want me to do?" <laughs> did you, was, like, is it a challenge to do it in your house? No, I didn't do it in my house. I did it outside. But you do it wherever, right? You just want, yeah. you just okay, Ruben. So you just see other people doing it in their house, and you're like, I'm gonna do that too. Yeah, I did. <laughs> okay. I was wondering about that. I was like, what, what is it? Yeah, is it, are you are you being challenged to skate in your house? Like, 
I mean, I guess if you don't have anywhere else, yeah, go for it, whatever. But I saw, I saw Jose Rojo, like he was doing all these flat grounds in his garage. And I'm like, dude, I know you have a driveway. Like, <laughs> I know it's sunny. Like, why aren't you outside? I was like, whatever. I don't know. Maybe he's got, maybe he probably has good, he's probably got good flat ground in his garage. That's probably what it is. And he has a school. Yeah. He's been ripping this, this box. He made a box and he's been doing all his tricks on it. Like, okay, he okay. still got it, dude. That dude's still good. Hell yeah, yeah man. Dude, That's one sick. of the best uh, skate insides I saw today was uh, Dane Berman and Kurt Hodge. They, like, had a flat bar in their living room. It was, like, two, oh, um, uh, like, two plywood, 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 right? Yeah. yeah. I was like, that's so <laughs> sick, dude. <laughs> I was like, that actually looks so fun right now. Dane, Dane is real good. Yeah, yeah. that's rude. Tell me he skates with them a, a bunch. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, I man. skated with him. I skated with Dane and um, Jake Hayes, one of my one of my favorite skaters out right now. Jake Hayes, oof, that dude is real good, dude. real poppy. But oh, yeah. I skated with them back in back in uh, back in Australia. I don't even know how long ago. Long time ago. Jake was a little kid. He was uh, he was flow for enjoy flow out in Australia, so he came with us and. Dane just tagged along and showed us around. It was awesome. Australia is amazing. Good place. But those dudes were awesome to hang out with. And it's so rad to see, you know, Jake getting his shine and, you know, pro for Death Wish. And he he deserves it. Dane is amazing. You know, like, we everyone knows that. He's, dude. Oh, that, that grind he did at, at uh, was that Love? Yeah. Or was it mm-hmm. across yeah, that I think was, it's I think it's across oof. the street. Yeah, yeah, across the street. That is, oof, that was nuts. I mean, oh, he's done yeah. so much nuts stuff, but that one, holy crap! I can't even fathom how gnarly that was. <laughs> yeah, the fifty-fifty to like drop off a building. Basically, there's so many, so much amazing skateboarding happening. Well, not yes. right now, but <laughs> uh, it's pretty crazy. Like, I mean, you've you've seen it. Like fluctuate, I'm sure. Like, is it is the level of like skill right now just like blow your mind from when you were like 14? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I, I trip out on like how quick you know, like, oh, we go on a trip, a tour video, like Spitfire put out a tour video with like I don't know, 20 dudes on the, on it or whatever, and they come back and it's like the most insane skating and. You're like, oh, they were gone for a couple weeks and they got all that. Like, how is that possible? So yeah, that's pretty mind blowing. But I mean, that's just that's yeah. where the level is now. People are that good. Even just random kids, though. I mean, you could just scroll through Instagram and you're like, dude, I have no idea who this kid is, but he's insane. Yeah, I mean, so it, so I kind of look at it like like the the ability, like the skill level, like it, like everyone's that good. And then, but who are those people? Like you know, like who who has that skill level and is something special? Like those those are the the diamonds in the rough, if you will, from to quote Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and, and I think there's there's a lot of the, the you know not a lot, but like I guess they wouldn't if there was a lot, there wouldn't be they wouldn't be a diamond in the rough. But there's people out there that have that skill level that have you know that special something. And those are the people that'll make it in skateboarding. Like you still like just because you're good doesn't mean shit. Like you have to love skateboarding. That goes a long way. Like if you're super good and you don't love skateboarding, it shows in your skateboarding. 
But if yeah. you if you're that good and you love it and you have, you know, like that special style or that special look or just you're just an amazing person, like that goes a long way and like especially with me, like I see tons of people that are good, but a lot of them I don't care about. You know, and then there's some that are just like, okay, that dude, someone, something special, or that girl, something special. Like, that's that's those are the ones that catch my eye, and it's just like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pay attention to this person. You know, and I think that's really important. Like, with all all the content out there, and all the people out there, and all like everything, like you're so flooded with so much, so much uh, just stimulation of skateboarding. You gotta, and it's easy just to be like, I don't like that, I don't like that, but you pick the things that you do like, and then you pay attention to that, and it makes it way easier. It makes it way more enjoyable. And yeah. then you just kind of let the, let the stuff that you don't like just fall to the wayside, and then just yeah, pay attention to the stuff that you like. That's how I that's how I look at it. I mean, I'm Maybe. a shit talker. Like I like to talk shit <laughs> when I see something. Like me and my bros will talk. I'll be like, oh, that dude styles whack or whatever. But you know, like at the end of the day, I'm just like, I'm not. I don't really think I'm a hater, but. <laughs> I just, you know, I just concentrate on the stuff that I like and the people that mean something to me. And then, you know, like and skateboarding is really enjoyable that way to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know, I like, think I know you, guys, you guys talked to. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say you talked to Jason um, Carney about the Olympic stuff. And I'm like, you know, the Olympics isn't, is, is on my radar. But like, like when I watch contests, and I, when I watch all that stuff, I'm like, you know, it's kind of. Every once in a while, there's someone that shines, but for the most part, to me, it's kind of boring. It's kind of like robotic. Like every, a lot, for the most part, people do the same stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, and I'm not hating on it. I know I understand. Like that's part of getting that score and and doing well in contests. But you know, it's that's not a sh- huge on my radar. I'd rather watch somebody like in the streets and like that's you know making magic happen and 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 that's what I like to watch. I like to watch people street skating. You know, like I like watching, you know, I like watching it all, but like the special stuff, that stuff that stands out to me is, you know, people street skating, you know, mm-hmm. but I yeah. can watch somebody skate a park all day long. You know, I love it. I could watch those contests all day long and love it. But like the stuff that really stands out is, you know, like people skating street, people interacting with their surroundings, people, you know, adapting to a crack in the sidewalk and a chip in that block. And like, that's the stuff that really like gets me going. So, but I, yeah, I, dude, you guys need to start talking. I, I keep, <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was going to no, ask man. you, I mean, yeah, just speaking of, of stuff that you do like, and, you know, seeing people getting it out in the streets. Uh, did you have a chance to watch the, the new coattails video, uh, that Kevin Collierwood put out? I sure did. I went to the premiere. I went oh, nice, it. man. Hell yeah. Awesome. Dude, I was blown away at the crowd at the premiere. Like, I was like, it was fucking packed. It was packed. And, dude, people came out of their, like, people that used to skate, people that hasn't skated in years, like, what, like, people that don't skate. Like, that place was packed. Like, Kevin really, like, like, he, he did a lot. He, he got that crew together. Those kids are fucking rat. I mean, I don't know if they're kids anymore, but you know, like those, those are the those, all those dudes are homies, you know, and they they put a rad video together, and I wanted to be there to watch it and enjoy it and support them, and it was fucking cool. Oh uh, yeah, man, Sean, Sean they... Baptista, like dude, that that kid, like he's he's Pinoy like me, like I'm I'm a big fan of his skating, 
you know, I'm a big fan of all those Peter Raffin, like, woof, he's good, you know, but, uh, yeah. you know, it was cool. I, I was, I was stoked to be there. It was like, it meant a lot. It was, it was good to see San Jose having like, you know, that, that special something to bring everyone together. And it needs more of that. That needs to happen more, but you know, people get old and people get other responsibilities and, you know, well, thank you, Kevin, for making that one happen. Hell yeah. Um, did they have it at uh, Seeing Things, or where did they premiere it? Uh, the blank. No, not the blank. Uh, Ritz. The Ritz. Oh, solid. Nice. Corey, Corey, you know, Corey O'Brien is? Name dropping. Yeah, yeah. Road for Santa Cruz, right? Yep. What was mm-hmm. his graphic? What was his gra- his, 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 his uh, famous graphic? Oof, man! Now I'm getting put on the spot. I, I'm I'm remembering right. like a, a a purple stained board, and I want to say there's like a skeleton on it and a flame. I mean, that's I guess that sounds pretty vague. I could be a lot of Santa Cruz graphics, but uh, <laughs> that's, that's you just made <laughs> every single graphic that Santa Cruz ever put out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you got it right, yeah, yeah. It was a, it was the okay. Reaper, um, with ah, the, the flaming yeah. ball or whatever. Yeah, so, Corey cool. Corey runs the Ritz in San Jose. He's a he's ah, a special cool, dude. He like he, he's so he's like I don't want to have nothing to do with skating anymore. I'm like why not? <laughs> he's like because I run a bar now. <laughs> I'm like cool. <laughs> he's cool. He's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, you don't. Uh, what, what kind of videos are, are, do you put on to like entertain you or, or get you hyped to go skate? Like, are you watching like older videos that you grew up on or like recent stuff? So hmm. videos you, you helped make? I put on, I put on the standard truck company video the other day because <laughs> I just, I found it. And I was like, holy shit, I haven't seen, I probably saw this once when it came out. I'm like, it's a standard truck video. Like, but I'm like, I knew Cab had a part and I'm like, I can't, I can't even think of anything he did in it. So I put that on and I filmed it off my TV and sent it to him because he probably hasn't thought about it either. So but I, I watched that and I was just like, oh my God, dude, it was so bad. Like not the same, like good skating, but it was just it was like one of those videos that was just like, all right, we need a video. Everyone send their footage in. All right, put the name on it. Okay, everyone, you know, like you get the song. Like all right, done. Like no thought, no heart and soul, no nothing to it. Um, but I mean, Cab Cab had some shit in it, dude. Dude, Cab was street street Cab. Dude, I mean, he had he had a lot. Like he skated the ramp, the uh, San Jose Ramp Club, and did some stuff there. He skated some street, like he skated some vert, like he, you know, he's Cab. He does it all, but like. Dude, that dude is one incredible dude. Like he can skate anything and be good at it. Like, like that dude blew me away. Like I remember being a little kid and seeing him. Like I went skating with uh, this dude Pierre. Like Pierre used to ride for SMA back in the day. He knew like he knew all the NHS dudes. Like he used to, he used to skate the Kennedy Warehouse. Like and that was like the cool guy shit. People would fly in from from all over the world and go to San Jose, and because they wanted to skate that Kennedy ramp and go to the San Jose bars, like that was the cool shit to do. Um, but anyway, Pierre was like in that, you know, like he he was down with all those dudes. Anyway, so I skated with Pierre, and he introduced me to Cab. And when I met Cab, Cab had purple Mama Samo shorts on and purple 
uh, braided extensions. And I was just like, whoa, this is Cab, and Cab has purple shorts and purple braids. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, we, we, we hit it off and we started going skating. And then, and then like I started, you know, like hanging out with them a lot and like started filming him. And me, so me and Pierre would go skate with them and it'd be like, you know, Cab was just kind of transitioning into street skating. And so we'd go skate like a, a four stair and, you know, like me and Pierre would, you know, do the typical kid shit, like kickflip it and pop shove it. And like Cab couldn't, like Cab would have a struggle. So we would like start betting for things like, and at the time we all drank soda. So it was like, all right, you know, like kickflip for Cokes. And then whoever did the <laughs> kickflip first, the other people would buy him a Coke. And, and we did that for a while. And we were just like, oh, we're going to fucking take Cab for, you know, a Coke. And then he's going to, you know, have to buy us a, a drink. And then we did that for a while. And then eventually, like, somehow, Cab would be beating us at everything. Like, we were the street skaters. And then all of a sudden, Cab was taking us for everything. And, like, <laughs> I don't, I can't afford a Coke. I don't have a job. Like, what? Like, and then he'd be like, yeah, it's cool. You can owe me. Like, but Cab started taking us. Like, and then he just progressed. Like, he wanted to be good. Like, that was the thing. He was so driven and that was so inspirational. And he'd be like, you know, like, and he'd be like, and then he had a camera and they'd be like, oh, I just did the kickflip down the four stairs. You want to film it? And then, you know, he started doing other things. It's like, see who could rail slide this thing, like, for a Coke. And then it changed the Snapples because we all stopped drinking Coke. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like that, that really, like, that hanging out with Cab and filming him was such a great time in my life. Like, we, we felt like, he got me on pal flow. Um, like we would, we would try tricks together. Um, I was always kicked out of my mom's house at the time. So I'd, you know, like couch surf all the time. And, and he would give me a place to stay him and his wife at the time, Sue Cavalera, like the best people, like they took me in and that was amazing. Like, and then I ended up filming, uh, I don't know, like two or three of his pal parts, I think. And then, and like, but I didn't even know what that meant. Like I was just like point the camera at him and that was it. And then, you know, like after I had two or three of his video parts underneath my belt, like I kind of learned like that you can get paid for this stuff. And then I was like, I remember asking him one day, I was like, cause, cause, uh, Anthony Clare, you know, you guys know who Anthony Clareval is, right? Yeah. Yeah. He used to film for four and one. Yeah. He's gone on to do some incredible shit in skateboarding, but he, him and Frank Gerber came and stayed at cabs and like, I kind of like learned from Anthony that like, you know, like he, Anthony made a living doing uh, videography. So I remember yeah. like, I learned that. And then I asked cab, I'm like, Hey, can I get paid for all those parts that I filmed of you? And he's like, no, you use my camera. Like, no. like, you need your own camera if you want to get paid. You got to take it seriously. And I was like, oh okay. I was like, dang, I just got dipped out of getting paid. Like I'm like, I'm living on your couch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was that was fun. That was like a real like like my my um you know like little kid learning of what what it all meant. But that was did you fun. go buy a camera after that? Um, years, years after, eventually yeah, I did. Okay. Like, I was so broke for so long that, like, yeah, it was really hard. Um, cause I just, you know, like, I was a little shit. I just wanted to skate. Like, I had a couple jobs here and there, but it wasn't enough to, to get me a camera. But then I started working at, um, at a skate shop and I was able to pay my rent and then save some money. And then after that, I started working at NC and those guys, like, saw the drive that I wanted to do stuff. Um, so they helped me. Like, they were like, 
you know, like you, if you get the camera, we'll get your lens or some shit like that. We'll buy you some tapes. And then it was eventually like, we want to help you. We want to pay for you to make a video. And then that was, that was what became the tilt mode video. Oh, so man. they were like, you know, yeah, they, they, they rented us a van and we went down to San Diego, skated with, with Delalis, rest in peace, Delalis. Um, oh, yeah. you know, like, yeah, Shakas. Yeah, Shakas. Yeah. Um, Big Mark, you know, like he, <laughs> he used to live in San Jose, like he was the homie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we would go down and skate with him. We'd skate with all the maple guys and like, you know, like he'd take us to all his super, super wax spots. And, you know, like, but that was like, that was the early, early Tilmo days. And like, you know, like you could, you, Shakas is in, he's in that, he's in that part, like, you know, standing on the park, you know, like showing us around, like, and, you know, he was, he was the homie, like God rest his soul. Like he was, he lived at the Fernando house, like in San Jose for so long. And like, that was like the skate house. And man, we had some good times there. A lot of, a lot of skate parties and, and, and yeah, it was fun. But anyways, yeah, like, yeah. NC helped me, um, helped me make the tilt mode video. And that was, that was a good learning experience. And then, you know, we went on to make the, um, sec- the second one. Um, I started working for, well, I went to my buddy, my buddy, uh, Dan Azaretta, who, who worked at high speed, he made the thrasher mm-hmm. videos and he was always trying to, he's like, he's like, Hey, you should come and take over my job. Cause I'm going to quit. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Like, I, I don't want to do that. And then eventually he like talked me into it. He's like, Hey, if, uh, you know, A, B, C, and D works out, like you should come over and take it. Like, you know, it's a job. And, and I kind of needed some money at the time. Like it was really hard, like, you know, being a filmer and, and paying the bills. Um, oh, yeah. so I'm like, oh, that's a steady paycheck, you know? So I went up there and I talked to, you know, all the people at, at Thrasher and I was like, well, Hey, like I need to learn how to use your equipment better. Like, why don't you let me use, um, your equipment to edit, uh, finish up my project, my tilt mode project. And as soon as that's done, I'll come in and, you know, I'll finish like Nazareta was leaving mid prod project, which was mm. thrashers. Oh shit. Go for broke. So he was finishing yeah. that or he was, he was like acquiring the footage for it. And then I came in, I made man down with uh, Chris Avery there. Um, put that out. And then as soon as that was out, I took over, I finished, I edited go for broke. And then I started a project, uh, jaded from start to, so jaded was my thrasher video from start to finish. And then after that, um, just, I don't know, me and Phelps kind of didn't see eye to eye and I left and then just kind of did the freelance filming thing again. So yeah. And then it was just, it was all, it was all, it was all, at that point, it was all skateboard industry. Who can I film? Who can I help? Who can I? That's what I really liked about filming was like, it gave me the ability to help people achieve their goals. Like, yeah. oh, you want to you want to do something with your 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 talent, and like, let me help you. You know, and there's a mm-hmm. lot of people that I I threw that out to that were like, hey, I'm not interested. I'm like, cool. If you ever want to just film for fun or whatever, like, I'm here for you. You know, like, but it was, I liked I liked that about it. Like, you know, like let me help you help you um achieve your goals like like casual berry like he was the one like i threw that out too and he's like i want to do it i want i really want to do it i'm like okay well let's figure out what you want figure out how i can help you and let's figure out like how to make it happen and like i think the first time i went filming with them i took them to this double set rail 
and he grinded it and jumped off and then rolled his ankle. Like, I was like, he's done. I was like, holy shit, I just destroyed this kid. Like, he had long hair. I think he rode for Powell at the time or just got on Powell or something. He folded his ankle and I was like, dude, I don't know if this kid's ever coming back. Like, and then, I, you know, I was, I was an idiot. He was a young kid. He just bounced right back, like maybe a month or two later. And then, like, I talked to him again and I'm like, what do you want to do? I'm like, let me, I made a couple calls. I got it. I was like, you can film it. We can film a wheels of fortune. And he was like, yep. <laughs> you know, that was, that was amazing. Like I took him out the first day, the first day we got like three lines and like three, like really gnarly single tricks. And I was like, this kid is amazing. And he was, <laughs> dude, like Caswell was like, like when he was a little kid, um, most of the older kids didn't want nothing to do with him. Like, you know, he had long hair. He was a little shit. He was better than everybody. So everyone was just like, man. And he, you know, like, he dressed crazy, like he rode for I think Renaissance or whatever. Like he would just see him around. It wasn't like anyone hated him, but like mm-hmm. you know, like no one really wanted anything to do with him. And then I remember being at my girlfriend's house on the south side, like we were leaving our friends like like my my girlfriend lived right down the street from my friends on the south side and it was kinda hood there. And we were pulling out of the parking lot and Caswell walked and walked on the sidewalk in front of me with two girls and he was smoking a cigarette and I was like, Whoa, this kid is kind of badass." <laughs> and I saw him in a different light. I'm like, like, I was like, he's not just a little kid that just rips. Like, I mean, he's a per like, it was the first time I saw him in like a real light. Like, like, like he's a person, <laughs> like he's not just like the skate yeah. troll. Like, like, you know, he's just doing his thing too. So I eventually like reached out to him, like, you know, like talked to him and, and I was like, let's make some things happen. And he was just like, tell me what I need to do. And I'm like, get in front of this camera and rip. And I can do that. And so he did. Yeah, he did it. He did it well. (laughs) Hell yeah. Yeah, What's great. What's crazy is we had, we have a, we had a friend, I mean, one of our good friends was like, he was like, he came at me like when I was, when I started filming Castle and he's like, Hey, stop bringing that kid around. And I'm like, why? He's like, cause I don't like him. I don't like you bringing him around. I'm like, well then don't hang out with me. Cause I'm, I'm going to be working on this project with them. Like, and he was, just, he was all bummed, but I was just like, fuck that. Like, you know, this kid's awesome. And Caswell is a great person. So yeah, dude, like we filmed that wheel of fortune and he put it down and, and then it was like, you know, like let's do some more. And like, we would just, you know, he just put it down. Like, and he'd be, you know, he'd show up at the skate park. He's like, Hey, cut my hair. And we'd be like, you know, like, he cut his ponytail off and he's like, oh, cool. Like, you know, he wanted to do something. He wanted to be accepted. And then, you know, and then he got on toy machine and, and then holy shit, he rode for toy machine, you know, like yeah. Yeah, this dude is doing it. That dude is one of the most underrated skateboarders I've ever seen. Like I would agree he's done with you on that. Yeah, yeah. Like he's I, done I, I, some I shit. For sure. yeah, he's still doing yeah. it too. Oh yeah, dude. He's like, he, you know, like he's got, dude, he's had a hard, hard, rough life and he's, you know, he's working his ass off right now, but he's still ripping. I really wish like somebody would like, you know, invest in him and, you know, give him enough to, you know, help him get enough to where he could concentrate more on skateboarding. Cause that's what he was born to do. He was born to be a skateboard. He still fucking rips. You know, I want the best for him. He's, he's the fucking homie. One of the, one of the best, one of the best things about him is he just, speaks the truth like he never fucking bullshits you he just tells the god on the truth whether it's super embarrassing for him or not he will just say it like and i'm like a lot of times i'm like i can't believe you just said that about yourself and he's just like well it's the truth whatever you know like i don't care you know whatever like, 
<laughs> I love that kid, yeah, dude. I love that yeah, kid. That's awesome, man. Yeah, he, he have always been a big fan of his skating. Just his demeanor. I don't know him personally, but he seems like a cool dude. Yeah, he's cool. He is. Yeah. Um, bringing, uh, we'll shift it back a little bit here. Um, since you've, you've kind of seen the skateboard industry from all different angles, uh, do you think this like quarantine virus pandemic will have like any lasting effects on the skate industry? Oh, most definitely. Yeah. On uh, it, on many levels, probably too, on right? Many like, levels, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to put companies and shops out of business. Yeah, you think we're going to see like a a lot of companies and shops that won't bounce back from this? Yeah, I think so. Um, unless unless uh, you know, unless Trump makes some awesome. A loan thing that can save everybody or I don't know, like I see a bunch of loans out there. I see some, you know, stimulus things and I, I, you know, it's kind of a lot of stuff to go through to figure out if it can help you and if help your business. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm looking at a loan modification myself, like with, with my lending company for my house and what they threw at me. I'm like, this ain't going to help me at all. It's going to like, they can defer me for three months. And then I have to pay it. Like, I'm like, I don't have a job right now. Like, I don't have any, like, I do freelance stuff and it all came to a grinding halt. And then mm-hmm. so I'm like, so now I'm not get. I don't have any an income. And my lender said that they can defer me for three months. Okay. So in that three months, I'm not, probably not going to work, you know, and then all of a sudden I owe double. So do they think that I'm just going to get all this work that's going to pay me more than I, because I barely scrape by as it is. So like I asked the guy, I'm like, how is that going to work? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I can put you on hold and you can talk to someone else. And I was like, what's that going to do? He's like, oh, they might have another answer, another solution. So he put me on hold. I was on hold for two hours. And I was like, I got to go to the store for to get something for my kids. Like, and then I haven't talked to, I haven't reached out to him since. So, you know, things like that. But for as far as the skateboarding industry, oh man, like companies with a lot of overhead, I don't know if they're going to bounce back. Like, unless there's some crazy bailout and I don't see how they can bail out everyone. So mm-hmm. I think that it might be, we might see a rise in some of the small companies that have little overhead um, mm-hmm. that have a good setup with their manufacturing. Um, but I don't know. Like I know uh, ASF manufacturing, like they're still open. They're still making boards. So there's some companies that are still able to make boards, but then, you know, like you got, like, I don't know if you read that Jenkum article that, that just came out. Um, but like the Luxes shut down, NHS yeah. shut down. Those companies yeah. have huge overhead. That's big. Yeah. So, I mean, they also have a, like, I know NHS, like there's, there's a lot of, you know, they have top heavy money. So if they're yeah. willing to trickle it down to the, you know, to the average guy that's screening boards or whatever, like they could probably pull it. Um, and I hope that, I hope they do. I hope that, you know, like all these, you know, like this is tough. This is really tough for everybody. So, but yeah, the landscape's probably going to change. So I yeah. hope not. Even like skate, think, like, skate shop day, level. Oh, at the skate shop level. Yeah. The, the, it's the, the brick and mortar, like, oh man, like my friend, like I was talking about earlier that has the bar, like, who knows? 
Who knows if they're mm-hmm. going to be around? Like they still got to pay their rent like every month with no income. They're like struggling to pay. They want to pay their employees because their employees need money. Like, but there's no income. Yeah. You know, the, 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 they said that they can open their front door and serve beers out the front door. It's like, who wants to go to the bar to get, you know, a $5 beer when you can, you know, like, yeah. and then not hang out. <laughs> like it just doesn't make sense. And then they had, they'd have to like stock, stock it with people. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. So they didn't do it, but yeah, like skate shops. I don't know. Like it, it's going to take the community of skateboarding to get behind these shops and these companies. And yeah. like, so this is where it's going to come down to, you know, there's stickers and shirts and whatever, support your local skate shop. But now it's going to be like, no, support your local skate shop. Buy a gift certificate right now. Um, you know, buy what you can. Like, you, if you have, you know, if you if you have some money to spend, like, spend it. You know, like, mm-hmm. let's help these these small shops out, these small small businesses. Like, and then when we get through all this, you need a skateboard. Go get it. Go buy two. Go buy four. Go buy you know a set of wheels. Buy your mom a set of wheels. Like, support them. You know, support <laughs> these brands. You know, we're skateboarders. Yeah. We like we really need to put our money where our mouth is on this one. You know, mm-hmm. if you if you have a company that you want to see around next year, go support them. If you want mm-hmm. your shop to be around, go support them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's it's not as simple as that, but that's the yeah. best you could do. You know, like if even, that's the best you can do, then do it. Yeah, even if it's not, even if you can't financially support them, like share it on Instagram or do whatever you can and tell totally. people about it. But my buddy, tough, my buddy, but, uh, yeah. my buddy's got a uh, he's got a restaurant in in Willow Glen, uh, which is you know next to San Jose, and he's having a hard one, but he's doing like out the door, you know, like prepared meals and, you know, drinks and whatnot. And like, he's barely making anything off of this, but he's doing it just because that's, that's his business and he's doing what he can, you know? And like, I can't help anything from there, but like I can repost it on social media because a lot of people follow me on my Instagram and like, Hey, like Josh is doing this. Like you should go support him. And then I saw, you know, his, his cousin, you know, his, his name, his nickname is Cousin Josh because he's Jai Tanju, uh, Jai Tanju's cousin, cousin. Jai Tanju's a skateboard <laughs> photographer. Him and his, you know, like his wife and his little girl, they went and got it tonight and I saw them eating this fucking bomb ass dinner and I was like, that's how it's done right there. You know what I mean? Like you mm-hmm. support those, you, all those things that you love, all those, those things that you value, go support them. And that's how it's done yeah, right now. 100%. 100%. Yeah. It's tough, though. Like you said, in the end, it'll it'll be all right. Ruth, do you uh, you have any last questions for Matt? Yeah. Well, I was just gonna say, um, uh, if you had any advice just for anybody throughout this period in order to get through this time, what would be your words of wisdom if you wanted to express those? Um, I think just you know, figure out a way to have fun. Um, cause that's what it's all about is, you know, like getting through life, figure out ways to have fun, stay positive. Um, I really believe, I honestly believe that we're going to be better off at the end of the, getting, when we get through all this, I feel, I like to stay positive. I think that, you know, as a whole, I hope to see, you know, all of us be in a better position through this. Um, 
and I think it can happen. I hope and pray that it'll happen. Um, you know, cause this is a crazy thing that's happening to all of us, to the world. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I think, you know, having that positive positivity and knowing that we're going to be better off on the other side, you know, that's, that's like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how I'm going to pay my mortgage, but I'm trying not to let that bother me. You know, like I'm like, I can look at my finances and lose. I won't sleep. Like if I really dive into that right now, I won't yeah. sleep tonight. Yeah. But I would rather, you know, like stoke my kids out. Like that's my main goal right now is to keep my family morale high. That way we get through this. And then when, you know, like when we're all, when my kids are adults, they'll be like, oh, that wasn't even a big deal. We played all the time. You know, like that's what I want. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Like I want to be like, oh yeah. Like I did a bunch of um, kickflips in, in my front yard. Like that was awesome. And what, and, and after it was done, we like, we got back to the grind. We all, you know, like we made it happen and we're better people for it. I want to see, I want to, I want to believe that our society is going to be better for it. Like, Stop politicizing, you know, every aspect of this thing. Like, we need a government that's going to do the best for its citizens. That's what we need. Like, this political back and forth bullshit, like, that needs to end. We need just to be doing right for it, for the people and for each other. So, I don't know if that's like, if there's advice wrapped in that, just message yeah, words that I said, but... totally. Yeah, there's cool. definitely some advice in there. <laughs> Anything else, Susan? No, I mean, I think, uh, I think we covered it. Was there anything, anything you had on your mind? Yeah. Any pressing topics, Nick? Uh, no, where can people find, uh, Cellar Door and check that out? Uh, it's thecellardoor.com. You can find it on the interweb, which is on the computer. You gotta, get dial up and then dial into the whole thing. And yeah, I mean, if, if, if there's any, you know, if there's any shops in need, like of need of uh free e-commerce right now, hit me up. You can hit me up at Matt at the seller door.com. Um, I'd love to talk to you. And if we can, you know, figure out a way to help you out, I'd, I'd be stoked to do that. Like that stuff, you know, like helping, like I said earlier, helping skateboarders out achieve their goals. Like, I'm I'm just a, I'm just another skateboarder, but if I have the means to help, awesome. Um, so yeah, hit me up. Any brands out there, like you know, you want to you want to sell on the internet? You know, it's a good place to be selling right now, I guess. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try and uh, make some moves here soon. Um, you know, to try oh, yeah. and fit more skateboarding, and you know, just it's it's a tool. You know, like. If if you can find benefit in using utilizing this tool, like hit me up. Let's do something. Hell yeah, sweet man. Yeah, check out the cellar door and and support skateboarders and support your local skate shop and stay positive. All yeah, good. Yeah, mags on there too. They're they're selling some cool stuff mag. on there. So uh, hopefully some some newer stuff going up soon, but we'll see. But uh, yeah. thanks, I dig I dig thanks. what you guys are doing, man. It's it's really cool. Oh, I appreciate it, man. Couple of skateboarders trying to make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, that's 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 uh, there's there's something special to be said about that. <laughs> Not even make how it long happen, we, how long we've been talking though? Summer. It's been like an hour and a half. Yeah, oh, feels like it's been mm-hmm. like twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs>
If you enjoyed the episode, share it on Instagram and tag us at shieldlessmag and at the cellar door. Check out our Instagram at shieldlessmag to find out how to get your hands on some new quarantine call stickers. If you enjoy the beat that's playing right now, it's made by Beats by Dojo and you can find a link to his SoundCloud in the description. We hope you're all staying safe and staying positive out there and we'll see you next time. Cheers.